Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for what cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country, and of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Jonah thrown into the sea. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Hello, this is Sue, and for the next half hour, I'll be reading from the May 25, 2023 issue of the Challenger Community News on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. I'll be reading the article, Level Up. Legislator Chairwoman April Baskin leads the charge on commitment to black-owned business in partnership with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, in partnership with Erie County Legislator Chairwoman April N.M. Baskin, announced recently their commitment to utilizing minority-owned businesses as vendors, suppliers, contractors, and concessions in the new Bills Stadium deal. The good news was made during a press event at Highmark Stadium last Wednesday and included a reception catered by Ike and BG's, Mana's Culinary Group, Nikki's Chocolates of Western New York, and Golden Cup Cafe, all of which are local black-owned companies, and over 100 guests attended, level up. Last year, toward the end of the new stadium deal's $100 million Community Benefits Agreement, or CBA, negotiations, Baskin realized that the benefits agreement needed to go farther if it was going to live up to its promises. The danger was that the CBA would simply wind up as a document where we outline structures for opportunities without creating a pathway that enables the people we created the opportunities for to seize them. This is where the Level Up program comes in. Level Up is a pipeline to help marginalize business owners navigate countywide small business resources and secure corporate and public contracts that are crafted to meet their capacity to deliver. Level Up is crucial to making the community benefits agreement successful. The Level Up initiative revolutionizes the way in which Erie County provides services to black, brown, and marginalized communities. The program, which Baskin and her staff began to develop a year ago, is currently in its pilot phase with nearly 50 black-owned businesses participating. They include business owners who are contractors specializing in electrical, plumbing, windows, doors, floors, drywall, painting, demolition, interior design, furnishings, apparel, artisan and beauty products, baked goods, wine and spirits, catering, and more. All the businesses are owned by black people and the products are manufactured in Buffalo, most of them on the east side. The businesses have solidified short-term contracts with the Buffalo Bills, Delaware North, and Topps Markets. 
Baskin envisions the program providing wraparound services to marginalized business owners who often reach a level of little or no growth or decline because of systemic racial barriers and a lack of business insight, which prohibits them from building generational wealth. She feels it is a lack of generational wealth and the disinvestment in the community surrounding Jefferson Avenue after the Bills left War Memorial Stadium, as well as the unique hurdles black-owned businesses faced. That allowed it to become an easy target for the May 14th mass shooting. This is a pivotal moment in history where we have massive infrastructure being developed simultaneously in our region alongside the once-in-a-generation new stadium construction projects at Baskin. We have to seize this moment and use it to build up generational wealth in communities, finding the business owners, and providing them with the resources they need to help their businesses thrive. This is the kind of work and partnering that counties across the country should be doing, noted Baskin. If county government can be invested in supporting vulnerable residents with month-to-month survival measures such as SNAP benefits, emergency shelter, post-incarceration release, why are we not also helping business owners on a month-to-month basis in order to help them find stability? Level Up is a social services initiative that will help residents thrive instead of just survive. It gives the neediest business owners an opportunity to own a business instead of just working for a business. In collaboration with local banks, nonprofit organizations, and our region's premier private sector businesses, Level Up also secures one-on-one guidance on becoming a state and county certified MWBE contractor, right-sized contracts with local corporations within their minority-owned business capacity is considered when crafting the contract agreement, college credit courses at SUNY Erie in business management, accounting, bookkeeping, government bid processes, contract compliance, customized navigation support to the various small business sustainability nonprofits across Buffalo and Erie County. Last Wednesday, the Buffalo Bills announced that they will be the lead private sector partner with the Level Up initiative, customizing short-term contracts with the businesses that are in the pilot for stadium for this upcoming season. The guests include current Bills players and NFL Hall of Fame veteran Thurman Thomas. Thomas, now the CEO of 34 Group Construction Firm, highlighted the challenges minority contractors face in finding success. I am just grateful to Tops Markets for being Level Up's first private sector partner, and I am now grateful to the Buffalo Bills for their commitment to both the $100 million CBA as well as their commitment to utilizing black-owned businesses in both current and forthcoming stadium with the Level Up initiative. The Bills realize that we have to level the playing field, she continued, and when we look at local corporations, Buffalo-based family operations such as Lenova, Rachel's, Wegmans, Salvatore's, Hospitality, Savarino Companies, Montante, and Uniland Development, we know that the matriarchs and patriarchs who founded them passed these enterprises on to their children and grandchildren, who are undoubtedly prepared to carry on that legacy and be the beneficiaries of generational wealth. Reflecting on the district she represents, Baskin added, When I drive through my district and I look at the locations where the black-owned Maddie's, Gigi's, Lee's Barbecue once stood, I cannot help but wonder what the owners of those businesses were able to salvage and pass down to their children. 
It would be ideal if the families who runs the previously mentioned local corporations will partner with Level Up as they have firsthand success in generational wealth building. My grandfather was the owner of Robert Lee's Soul Food Restaurant, which once stood on Delavan near Fillmore. Not only did the restaurant die with my grandfather, despite the fact that my father and uncles worked there, the actual structure where the restaurant once stood is now a vacant lot in East Buffalo. Level Up Phase 2. The second phase of the Level Up initiative involves outlining a black retail district wherein black-owned businesses can operate. Chairman Whisk Baskin is working with the Poland Cars Administration to invest $10 million into East Buffalo business districts in the form of capital development funding and storefront revitalization projects. Baskin said, I reached out to Mayor Brown, whose administration hosts black developer meetings. I told him about my interest in allocating county dollars toward minority-owned infrastructure development along Jefferson. He encouraged me to collect information from black developers building along Jefferson and the members of the Jefferson Avenue Business Association. I held the meeting last month and it went great. Chairwoman Baskin is currently advocating for county dollar investments towards Nyamaki Care Health Wellness and Housing Project and Development at 1507 Jefferson, whose affordable housing and health care services would include primary and specialty care services, a small urgent care center, a behavioral health component, and a nutritional or healthy eating space. Tops Enterprises Jefferson Avenue Fine Arts Center in development at Jefferson and Best Street, which will include both affordable housing and a fine arts center, urban equity management groups, workforce housing and community health center at 1135 Jefferson Avenue near Dodge Street. After all the businesses level up, they will need a place to call home. Michigan Avenue, Jefferson Avenue, Bailey Avenue, East Ferry Street, Fillmore Avenue, and Genesee Street all interconnect, said Baskin. The same way Frederick Law Olmsted built a park system across Buffalo, we need the same model applied to creating an interwoven black retail district, she concluded. The Level Up pilot will run through December of 2023. The official program will begin in 2024. And businesses interested in being interviewed and considered in part to participate in the 2024 program should register at www.erie.gov slash level up. Libby's Lemonade Stand leads Block Party to celebrate the ninth season in business. This is the next title. On Saturday, May 27th from 3 to 7 p.m., 13-year-old Olivia Brooks will lead a block party on Chester Street between East Ferry and Northland to celebrate the ninth season of her growing business, Libby's Lemonade Stand. The party will feature DJ Jada, sales of her all-natural and fresh-squeezed lemonade, including debuts of new flavors and merch. Food for sale from highly flavored catering and mad sauces food truck, games and hourly giveaways, and a major expansion announcement at 4.30 p.m. While Olivia was only five years old when she started Libby's Lemonade Stand on Chester Street, the City Honor student has turned the business into a local and even national sensation, growing through Buffalo State's Kid Biz program and the Rafi Green CAO's Young Entrepreneurs Marketplace into the official lemonade, a slow world buffalo, and favorite of Buffalo Kids and Griselda's own Westside Gun, whose love of Libby's has led to orders being shipped nationwide. 
Being in business at such a young age can be challenging at times since you have to have so much responsibility, said Olivia. At the same time, it's a lot of fun and also a good way to make money as a young person because a lot of people can't get a job until they're 14. Libby's Lemonade has become beloved for its freshness. The only ingredients are water, sugar, and fruit, as well as creative flavors such as blueberry lavender, mango dragon fruit, watermelon mint, and the famous Fly God flavor for West Side Gun, a blend with strawberry and hibiscus tea. Olivia's love of fresh-squeezed lemonade and concocting new flavors of it has allowed her to keep her business fresh as well, which has taught her lessons she's happy to share with fellow young entrepreneurs. Try to find some things that you enjoy doing and find a way to make a profit off of them, she said. Also, as a young business owner, remember to have fun sometimes. The season-opening block party on Chester Street will peak with a pink carpet reveal of an expansion that will carry Libby's further throughout Buffalo and beyond, with future plans including a storefront to provide Libby's freshness throughout the year. Until then, look for Libby's Lemonade Stand at Slow Roll every Monday and learn more, including special offers through their exclusive text club at Libby'sLemonadeStand.com. Nearly 600 attended the 4th Annual Excellence in Education Awards after move to an in-person event. Educators, the stars of the show, is our next title. It was standing room only at the Friends for a Better Buffalo 4th Annual Excellence in Education Awards, and the first time in three years the premier Western New York award show could be held in person. The excitement was high and could be felt as award winners were announced. The Excellence in Education Awards is an annual celebration of educational excellence in Buffalo's public, private, and charter schools. After reviewing approximately 400 nominations, Friends for a Better Buffalo honored over 115 teachers, principals, support staff, administrators, coaches, and a trailblazer of the year. The celebration ended with an after-party of Bella Chow. The educators deserve this recognition, said Terrence Hurd, Friends for a Better Buffalo founder and Buffalo Public Schools board member. Teachers and school leaders have done heroic work to support students and the Buffalo community and overcame many obstacles during the school year. What a great way to celebrate them and kick off Teachers Appreciation Week. Notably, the agent was hosted by Los Angeles-based movie actor, writer, and producer Addison Henderson and WKBW-TVAM Buffalo co-host Emily Lampa. It featured appearances by influencers that included Mary Wilson, a Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Foundation trustee, Anthony Zuecker, creator of the award-winning CSI crime scene investigation television show, New York Senator Tim Kennedy, Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown, college and university presidents, Erie County Legislator April Baskin, West Her Director of Sales Melissa Atia, and former Buffalo Bills Tamaris Johnson, and many more. Attendees also experienced entertainment featuring national recording artists and red carpet arrival interviews hosted by Alexa Javonic, Alley Design founder and the designer, and Nia Badger, which is the owner of MMW Style Studio. Each year, the finalists and attendees look forward to the Excellence in Education Awards Red Carpet Stroll as an exciting way to kick off the award show, said Nina Hurd, 
co-founder of Friends for a Better Buffalo. Our own Buffalo educators are the stars of the show. The show was held live on May 6th, and a replay was broadcasted on WKBW-TV Channel 7 and WBBZ-TV Channel 66 on May 21st. The broadcast in 2022 had over 40,000 viewers. You can check out the entire Excellence in Education Awards and see all 2023 finalists and award recipients on various social media platforms, including the Excellence in Education Awards and Friends for a Better Buffalo Facebook pages, as well as on YouTube. In the events, president presenting sponsors and media partners were West Her, Auto Group, Kinesis College Academic Talent Search Program, WKBW-TV, The Challenger News, and the WUFO 1080AM-Power 96.5 FM Radio. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from The Challenger on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Sankofa Day's 2023 schedule of activities and events takes us into Juneteenth and beyond. Sankofa Days, a host of activities leading up to the Juneteenth celebration in MLK Park, kicks off this year, June 3rd, with a Skate Don't Hate community skating party in MLK Park with the 716 Rollers. Among the additional special Sankofa events and guests scheduled, Doug Ruffin and the Buffalo History Channel will present a special Juneteenth film screening at the Birchfield Penny Arts Center June 9th at 6 p.m. Earlier that day, the Pan... African Liberation flag-raising ceremony will take place in Niagara Square at noon. The presentation will feature three short films featuring highlights from the second annual Juneteenth Festival of 1977 on Jefferson Avenue, filmed by James G. Pappas, highlights from Author O.E.'s 1977 mayoral campaign, and the Center for Positive Thoughts, African Art Museum, filmed by Sunship Communications. Watch for the Sankofa schedule updates and additions in upcoming issues, and you can also visit the Juneteenth Buffalo website at www.buffalojuneteenth.com. Under Full Moon Watch, June 4th is a full moon and time to clean out your life. On June 4th, we welcome the Strawberry Moon and the Fire Sign Sagittarius. This full moon will be guiding us to stand strong, claim our power, and allow our inner voice to speak. This full moon is about communication, attitude, and sense of adventure. Something has been building inside of us, and now is the time when the energy of the cosmos fairly demands that we let it out. Over the next two weeks, we will discover what this means for us. For now, we can't sit on our feelings. We need to express them. Now, more than ever, it's time to stay in the present moment. Manifest within your heart and soul the spirit of love and light, and send it out to the world that is filled with great darkness. Even the tiniest candle can light the darkest room, and our job in this planet is to be a part of this light movement and send out our little beam of light as much as possible. Allow yourself to let go of any frustrations. Be like water and allow yourself to flow through you. It's time for you to pick your intentions. Clean out your life and start with cleansing your spirit, clean out closets and drawers, clean out the clutter around your sleeping area, and clean out old papers and receipts. You can take your time and do this cleaning over the next few weeks. It will benefit you enormously on your spiritual path. Clutter tends to attract negative energy, and that's why cleaning out your home or office is important as it frees up the energy and lets the light in. This was written by Cherokee Billy. 
Under Black History, the amazing story of Omar Ibn Said, enslaved African Muslim scholar. Omar Ibn Said was an educated Muslim African born to a wealthy family in West Africa around 1770 in a region then called Futa Toro near the Senegal River, which now forms Senegal's northern border with Mauritania. After receiving 25 years of schooling in Africa, he was a Muslim scholar before being captured in 1807, enslaved and transported to Charleston, South Carolina. He was about 37, and not long after his arrival, he he was sold to a local planter. Said escaped and made his way to Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he was imprisoned after entering a Christian church to pray. After garnering attention for writing a chapter from the Quran, Surat al-Nasr, on the walls of his prison cell in Arabic, Said became the legal property of General James Owen of Bladen County, who allegedly recognized Said to be an educated man. Sarah al-Nasr translate to English as both the victory and the help or assistance. It is the second shortest surah after al-Qahar's says writing on the walls of his jail cell in Arabic challenged White's prevailing belief that Africans were illiterate and Ibn said soon became a local celebrity. And in 1831, when few enslaved people in the United States could read or write, he was asked to write his life story, producing the only known surviving American slave narrative written in Arabic. The narrative of Omar Ibn Said is brief and opens with Surah, or chapter 67 from the Quran, which states that God has dominion over all things. In Islam, everything belongs to God. No one really is an owner, so this choice of that verse is extremely important. It's a fundamental criticism of the right to own another human being. My name is Omar Ibn Said. Omar Ibn Said wrote in his narrative, The preservation of his name, a triumph in itself. My birthplace is Futar in modern-day Senegal. I sought knowledge and continued seeking knowledge for 25 years. Then there came to our country a big army. It killed many people. It took me and walked me to the big sea and sold me into the hand of a Christian man who bought me and walked me to the big ship in the big sea. Abin Said died in 1864 in his 90s in the midst of the Civil War before slavery ended. He remained enslaved until his death. Historically, an estimated 30% of Africans brought to the Americas from West Central Africa and enslaved were Muslims. Under National, the NAACP issues a travel warning in Florida. The state has become hostile to blacks. The NAACP has issued a formal travel advisory for Florida, saying the state has become hostile to black Americans under Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' Republican leadership. On a seeming quest to silence African-American voices, the governor and the state of Florida have shown that African-Americans are not welcome in the state of Florida, the travel advisory reads. Due to the sustained, blatant, relentless, and systemic attack on democracy and civil rights, the NAACP hereby issues a travel advisory to African Americans and other people of color regarding the hostility towards African Americans in Florida, the group added. The advisory points to several of DeSantis's controversial policies, including legislation he signed on May 15th to prohibit colleges from spending public funds on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. The Florida governor also previously signed the Stop Woke Act, 
restricting how workplaces and schools can discuss race during required training or instruction, and blocked an advanced placement African American studies course in the state's public schools, claiming it lacked educational value. Let me be clear, failing to teach an, an accurate representation of the horrors and inequalities that black Americans have faced and continue to face is a disservice to students and a dereliction of duty to all, the NAACP president and CEO Derek Johnson said in a statement. Under the leadership and Governor DeSantis, the state of Florida has become hostile to black Americans and in direct conflict with the democratic ideals that our union was founded upon, Johnson added. Under an African proverb, knowledge is a garden. If it isn't cultivated, you can't harvest it. Talking sports of all sorts, reflections on the 2023 PGA Championship. It was Rochester's turn to be in the spotlight May 18th through 21st with the world's best golfers in Pittsburgh, New York for the PGA Championship. African-American golfer Harold Varner III has said playing the LVI Tour gave him more opportunity to do what I want to do and to be the best professional golfer I can be. I'm very excited to be here in Rochester, New York, playing in the PGA Championship. I want to make sure our young people get access to golf and have a chance to play golf to experience the opportunity to play this fine game, Varner from Gastonia, North Carolina. He sported the Nike brand, and I'm certain Michael Jordan might be a supporter of his, too. The PGA Championship was won by Brooks Kopka by two strokes of her fellow American Scotty Scheffler. Brooks just became a three-time PGA champion, 2018, 19, and 2023. He said this about winning the tournament. I felt in control all day, even on the par five, but making the seven-footer really built momentum for me. This win is probably the sweetest one of them all because of the hard work that went into it. This one is definitely special. This one is probably it for me. Brooks Kopikas became the 20th player with five majors and sixth player with three PGA championships. You had the two greatest golfers of all time, Jack Nicklaus with 18 and Tiger Woods with 15 major golf championships. The 2023 PGA Championship featured a week's worth of fun, but strictly business on the links. A shout out to club pro golfer Michael Block for his thrilling hole-in-one on the par 3, 15th hole on Sunday afternoon. It really set the tone for an excellent finish to an outstanding tournament. The Rochester Americans advances to the AHL Eastern Conference for the final finals for the first time in 19 years. The Rochester Amherst continues to give Western New York hockey fans a treat with a surprising three-game sweep of the Toronto Marlies. It's the first time in many years Rochester... 
uh, dominated the Marlies. Rochester Americans goalie Malcolm Southern's stellar performance has his team on the brink of a Calder Cup championship. The Yamark scoring has come alive with players like Jerry Coolidge, Sean Malone, Isaac Rosen, Lucas Rosak, and defenseman Lawrence Palute, scoring critical goals for the team. They have almost tripled their goals per game output from the regular season to the playoffs. That's what is making the key differences in their current success. These are the main reasons Rochester Americans have advanced to the conference finals for the first time in 19 years. The last time Rochester was playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, names like Jason Pollenville, Paul Gastaut, and Ryan Miller was in goal. Speaking of 19 years, how about Buffalo Sabres' first-round draft pick in last summer's NHL draft? 19-year-old Czech forward Jerry Kulich now setting an AHL playoff record by scoring a goal for the sixth straight game. Rochester's American head coach, Seth Appert, said, You look at Tampa Bay, you've been the best team for most of the last decade, and a lot of those guys won in Norfolk or had deep runs in Syracuse. These are important experiences, Rochester goaltender Malcolm Subban said. We're taking it day by day, game by game, and playing for each other, and leaving it all out there on the ice. It's been great having all the blocked shots by my teammates leading to a full-term team effort. My experience throughout my career helps a lot in preparing for these games and having our guys scoring goals helps a lot. I focus and pay more attention to details and all the little things in practice seeing the puck in traffic and five on five drills helps in keeping me alert and ready to go. Yes, Malcolm Subban has matured and learned from his experience in his almost 10-year hockey career. The series started with games in Hershey, PA on Tuesday and Thursday and games back in Rochester on Saturday and Monday during the holiday weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun and exciting series between the Hershey Bears versus Rochester Americans. The BSU FTT Runway Fashion Show was a raging success. There were more than 800 people in attendance for Buffalo State's University Fashion and Textile Technology Department Fashion Show in April. Theme provoking, protopious, the show focused on promoting sustainability and equity in the fashion world. This year's show highlighted the collections of love and senior designers along with pieces from many other student designers in the program. Through the collaboration with Dr. Paco Hernandez, owner of Buffalo Art Movement and co-sponsor of this year's runway show, the department raised over $100,000 with cash donations, ticket sales, and in-kind donations. All proceeds from the pop-up event sales will be split between Feed Buffalo, the Confident Girl Mentoring Program, and the Grassroots Gardens of Western New York. And finally, there will be a Shigata's Chicken Dinner at the Metropolitan UM Church. The Metropolitan UM Church, located at 657 Best Street, Buffalo, will host its annual Shavetta's Chicken Dinners on Friday, June 9th from 11 a.m. until sold out. The delivery available for five or more dinners. Tickets cost $14. Contact 716-891-5652 for info or to purchase tickets. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 25th issue of The Challenger. Your reader has been Sue, and thank you for listening.
The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or another print disability that makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service now presents a reading of articles and features for the Buffalo News for Friday, June 9th, 2023. Your readers today are... Don Williams. And J.J. Patek. And we'll start out with the weather. It's a hot subject these days. Ouch. And not, not even physically. <laughs> with all that smoke, I'm sure many of us have been suffering from that. We have intervals of cloud and sun today with a passing shower and a high of 64 degrees. A shower in spots during the evening, otherwise cloudy tonight with a low of 56. Pleasant tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sun and a high of 73. Sunday will have a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, a high of 77 and a low of 63. 